With their arcane battery charged, Octavia and Carhoon decide to light some fires and get down to business. Does the mysterious chest hold what they're looking for? Or is it just another piece of a larger puzzle? And there's still a hag to deal with, right? Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. Hello everyone and welcome to Me, My Spouse, and a Die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident Dungeon Master. Me, My Spouse, and a Die is a family-friendly actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, through her adventures in the continent of Moir, a land that has been ravaged by a war against monsters for 15 years. So I really enjoyed the prank we played last week when we told everyone it was Mm going to be Halloween when we knew it wasn't. Absolutely knew. We just, you know, wanted to to pull the wool over your eyes and maybe make you... Think you lost a week. Go out and go trick-or-treating when no one else would be there. It (laughs) was definitely a purposeful (laughs) prank and not at all because I don't know how to tell time. (laughs) So happy real Halloween tomorrow or or happy november because i mean it is already november now because last week was halloween because last week was halloween now i'm getting confused (laughs) we have changed the time the calendar the timeline so uh (laughs) yes that was that was definitely a purposeful just the the trick part of trick or treat Mm -hmm. and the treat is this episode which you now get to enjoy Mm -hmm. so uh, happy, happy Halloween, all. We're not going to rehash this because we went through it all last yeah, week. Yeah, just... On purpose. Exactly. It was not a mistake. No. So, Gwyneth has worked very hard over the past few weeks slash months to homebrew a, a supplement, a new Bardic mm-hmm. College for you all to enjoy, should you want, inspired by real-life events, the College of the Litigator, yeah. which is now available on the DMs Guild. It is. So I, um, so I'm an attorney and it was fun thinking about kind of how, how, how a lawyer could be, you know, dressed in a D&D garb type of thing. And I went back and forth as thinking maybe they'd be a wizard since they study so much or, you know, there are a lot of different aspects to practicing law as well. So that was also something to consider. But I honed in kind of in, in that courtroom world and thought that, you know, the stereotypical, you know, uh, Grisham attorney in the courtroom type of thing. And so came up with potentially a barred subclass. So I created the College of the Litigator. It is indeed live on the DMs Guild for your perusal and playing pleasure. Um, I think it's really fun. It's very flavorful. Uh, just has some good law puns in there. And it also has a pre-made NPC that you can plug into your games, as well as a couple fun magical items that I came up with that will really complement um, your litigating bard and also are very just flavorful and very fun. Um, so yeah, if you want to go check that out, that is the College of the Litigator, a new bardic subclass by me, Gwyneth Gamble Jarvie, over there on your friendly neighborhood DMs guild. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fun to it was fun to fun to write. Had some good help with some friends who edited it and everything. So I'm I'm excited to have published my first thing on the DMs Guild. Yeah. Well, let's uh 
Let's get back into Sounds it if good. you're ready. I am ready. I'm curious to see what else is going to happen in this dungeon. Yes, so the dungeon is finally starting to mm-hmm. come together. Uh, you're starting to understand how all the bits and pieces and levels connect. Through a staircase, right? Through a staircase. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'll just see myself out now. <laughs> he has such a disapproving look on his face. Uh. Oh, man. Anyway, uh, you're starting to figure out how everything connects and uh, get an idea of perhaps what you need to do, although you still don't have a firm understanding of where this artifact that you're looking for might be. But I think when we last left off, you had decided that you were going to try to get the heating system back up. Mm Mm-hmm. And try to melt the magical mm-hmm. ice that encased the chest and the hag, mm-hmm. uh, because the chest is said to contain some of the power of the white dragon who had once inhabited this dungeon. Mm-hmm. And that is where you are. You had just charged up your magical battery and defeated some ice tentacle mm-hmm. guardians. So we pick up back at the edge of that room. Your wings uh, flicker out of existence as the time is up. Carhoon is there. Cold and frosty. A bunch of ice shards are scattered across the floor Mm -hmm. and in your grasp is a glowing, pulsating crystal object. Mm, So cool. Well, um, yeah, Octavia alights on the the ground, kind of the classic uh, you know, in like Superman stops flying and there's like the classic like shot of his feet you know getting closer to the ground and then starting to walk that's always how i imagine uh her her getting back on the ground and uh she has that battery in her hand and she's gonna go up to carhoon and be like are are you okay i know that you were kind of facing one-on-one against that that one that was right there by the door did uh, do you seem okay i think so but i don't know how many hit points i have how many hit points do I have? Oh, yeah, he had second winded, so he has... <laughs> Sorry, your hit point management system gets me every time. <laughs> Sorry. He has, he has 39 out of 54, so... Okay. So, I'm feeling okay. I could be better, but I could definitely be worse. Are you good with going and still trying to um, go turn this, turn this heat on so we can... I can continue. All right, sounds good. Because um, neither of us have any hit dice left anyway, so Ooh. we can't even take a short rest to Uh-oh. try to imbue ourselves with anything. Octavia is not looking particularly good. You have your handy thing, right? As an Asmar. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so... Uh, but I can also just, like, cast a spell. Sure. Yeah, so um, Octavia's going to, before they continue up this passageway out of this um, indoor ice skating rink, she is going to lay her hand on Carcoon and be like, wait, just a second. And some radiant energy is going to just kind of like flow through her body and her hair just kind of continues moving around in this still but somehow windy um, passageway. And he is going to get back six hit points. Six hit points. He's feeling better. And then Octavia is going to kind of bow her head a teeny bit and put her own hand, like, on her shoulder. And she's going to cast Cure Wounds on herself. Okay. 
And so, yeah, so Octavia feels a whole lot better after casting the cure wounds on herself. And she's like, okay, I think, I think I'm, you know, able, able to continue now. Sounds good. Let's go. All right. So what's the next step? So we have this battery. Yeah. Um, and I have gears. You have gears. gears. Um, <laughs> um, he starts like you know doing doing lifts with it type of thing. Um, where's the beach? And do we need to make some sort of uh, alchemical thing to to light these spheres? Was was that it? We do. Okay. Yes. Do we want to do that now since we're already on this floor and, and, and maybe sure. we can use the instruments that were over there in that quasi lab thing? That makes sense to me. Alrighty. So they will uh, trundle <laughs> down that corridor, back through that library that is curious and just tantalizing, mm-hmm. and um, go into that you know quasi lab room that they mm-hmm. fought the white in. Yes, there's still a pile of dust in the corner. I think probably. Yeah. I don't know if you scraped it up. Well, yeah. Regard, it's flavor dust anyway. <laughs> flavor dust. All right, and so like fun dip. Ah, sorry. My references are lost. I know. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, um, you enter the alchemical laboratory yeah. and you find everything an alchemist could possibly need. Okay, so perfect. So we will open up that book. Is it is it something that we think that we could try to imitate the recipe for? Or now that we kind of have more of a context as to what it is. Mm-hmm. Are you you are proficient with alchemist's tools, correct. correct? Okay, roll a we'll have you tool proficiency checks are yeah. always kind of interesting. So I'm gonna have you roll a check. You can add okay. your proficiency because you're proficient in alchemist's tools. And I will have you add your let's do intelligence oh, because you're following a recipe that might Shouldn't be a bit be foreign to you. You can like intuit it? Mm, not in this case. Okay. Twelve. Twelve. I want twelve. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, it takes you a while. Okay. Uh, it takes you a good hour longer than you thought it would take. Can you. Carhoon help me decipher things? Uh, he he helps you decipher things, but he's not an alchemist uh, okay. per se. So he can like read things to you mm-hmm. and help translate, like but decipher the old, the actual, type of thing. yeah, deducing what the words mean. And putting that into practice is basically up to you. So okay. it, it takes you a while, but in the end, you end up with a glass bottle full of this kind of burnt orangish color. Burnt umber. Kind of viscous that, uh, yeah, you would have to imbibe and then spew onto oh, its okay. a potion. Okay. And then spew fire, simulated dragon fire, onto. <laughs> these fire gems to ignite the furnace did it just make one was there enough for multiple if it took us that long i'm sure we made a big batch well you only rolled at 12 so you have one you could you could probably make more okay if you wanted to spend the time to do it would i be able to make more in the future or is this is there something you unique about this survive. lab that would enable that you can only make it here in this particular lab? Um, for story reasons, I'm going to say there are some unique ingredients that <gasps> you wouldn't find everywhere. 
Uh, you might be able to find them in other places, but okay. it would be more difficult to. Can I take those ingredients with me, or did I use them all up? You roll a d20. Natural one! Uh, you, unfortunately, because you rolled a 12, used most of them. Yeah, okay. okay. Oh, man, okay. Well, I love you. <laughs> well, there are there are regular potions of fire breath, which do close to the same thing, but I this know. is like a juiced-up version of I was it. just thinking, you know, trying to get anything this that a, I can to help This me. is a plot potion. <laughs> capital P, capital P. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so Octavia will pocket the plot potion, um, and... Uh, head out, head out of the lab, um, kind of, you know, lean over her shoulder, saying to Carhoon, "So we have the we have the gems, we have the the breath to ignite them, we have the battery. So I guess the last thing is to fix these fix these cogs in the in, in the the metal floor, right? That was indeed. That seems like our last big hurdle. All right. So they will head up the stairs." To the because it was the metal floor was second to the bottom. Is that right? Okay. You get to that room. There's a large 55 foot circular room. This pump in the center, some uh, piping leading to and from the upper floors, and this metal machinery which has some broken bits mm-hmm. and is still chunked up and covered in ice. Oh right, because it's mm-hmm. icy as well. Okay. Yeah. Does this seem like magical ice or just ice ice? Last time it looked more like ice ice. It didn't look like the magic ice. From the first floor. Okay. Can we see the areas that we need to fix or are those areas that we need to fix covered in ice? A little bit of both. Okay. The ice is probably, you know, partial Mm -hmm. part of the reason that it's broken in the first place. Oh, makes sense. Yeah, kind of busted things off Mm -hmm. as it expanded. Can Octavia use her wee adamantine hammer and kind of like ching, ching, ching to get the ice off delicately? So that, because I don't want to, basically, she doesn't want to hurt the mechanism by, you know, magicking it or something. But can she kind of like on your windshield, we'll have the little hammer and try to get the ice off? You can try. Okay. Roll an attack. What do I add to it? Just uh, strength. Strength. Seven. Seven. But it is an object, right? So it would count as like a crit against the object. If it hit. Oh, if it hit. Oh. But it's also ice. So your your first hits are a bit too light. Okay. Uh, you're trying to be ginger with it, mm-hmm. but you're not making any progress. Okay. Is this ice in like sheets, or is I mean, is, it's in and around, like pumps, yeah. all in the kind of interworkings. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I have Octavia has a torch. Is there any way that she can try to melt it, or is it there's so much and it's so cold that that would just be? You can try to melt it. This doesn't seem like magical regenerating ice. Okay, so with still trying to be, you know, gentle with the machinery and with seeing that the hammer is not being particularly helpful, um, Octavia is going to turn to Carhoon and be like, maybe you can, let's use a torch in conjunction with the hammer and the torch can maybe soften some stuff up and, and get the very thin layers off in this. We can maybe still try to use the hammer or, or maybe actually you should use it because, I mean, look at these noodles of arms and she like flaps her arms around um, and I'll wield the torch. Okay, so what are you doing? So Octavia is going to 
wield the torch just to kind of trying to heat up the metal to get the thinnest areas of the ice to start melting mm-hmm. and then as it's starting to melt uh carhoon is going to use the hammer to kind of break the larger chunks so you apply the torch to this block of ice mm-hmm. i keep imagining like how in cooking shows people use blow torches to try to get frozen things out of mm-hmm. their molds roll a we'll call it we'll just call it a d6 right now for damage that octavia does yes Four. Four. Uh, so you hold the torch up to this block of ice and start gingerly trying to melt away. Mm-hmm. Uh, after a few moments, it starts to drip and melt. As it does, you hear the ice shout at you. What? And it Wait, says... what? <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> and the ice says, Ow! What's that for? <laughs> Wait, What? Sorry, what? <laughs> the ice shouts at you. Uh, uh, Octavia's gonna look at Carhoon Car- and be like, What do you did- think you're doing? We didn't eat any weird shrooms down in that lower level, did we? You burned me and now you're ignoring me? Um, uh, what you doing, mate? Blow me! Uh, uh, hello? Who are you? What are you? Who are you? Uh, you just tried to burn me. Are you? I'm the one asking questions. Okay, my name's Octavia. What are you doing down here? Um, uh, trying to find something. Who sent you? Uh, Did the mistress send you? Maybe. Yes, she did. Mm, why am I not convinced? Um, because I'm confused by talking to ice. Are you ice? Uh, the ice crinkles and a face sort of appears in the ice looking at you. He says, I'm not ice. Well, what are you? I mean, hello. Uh, Again, I'm Octavia. Do you have, are you, do you have a name? My name is Phyalilacochitikis. (laughs) Do you have a nickname? No one's ever asked me that before. Can I call you Phil? I don't know if I like Phil. Um, is there something else you prefer? Um, wh- and what was your full name again, sir? File Isle Uh, we could call you Isle. Isle? Yeah. What about Lyle? Oh, Lyle is good. Lyle's good. I like that. Okay, Lyle, good to meet you. Anyway, Mistress sent you? Yeah. She hasn't talked to me in a while. Well, I mean, I was, you know, sent to... Go get this thing rebooted up, and she didn't give me all the details, you know, classic. Well, why'd you burn me, then? Well, she... You could've just asked! Well, she didn't tell me all the... I get it, she said, didn't give me all the details. She was just like, get this thing back up and running, and it, it, it was it was a terse kind of communication situation, so... Yeah, she can be like yeah. that. Well, I'm sorry I'm sorry that I gave you a her. Are you okay? I'll be all right. It's kind of rude, though. Well, I'm, I, if I had known that you were here, I, I definitely wouldn't have done that. I'm so sorry about that. You want to help me get this thing back up and running, then? Where'd you come from? Up above. Mistress hasn't employed anybody new in a long time. Well, I mean... I mean, I guess every now and then she'd bring new friends down, but I only saw them for about a week before they disappeared. Do you know where they went? Hmm? Where the, they disappeared to? Oh, I just assumed they went back to where they came from. Hmm, that's a pretty good assumption. Who knows? 
When was when nobody was... really talks to me much? Oh, I'm sorry about that. Has it been kind of lonely down here by yourself? Well, I'm not. Supp- I wasn't supposed to be down here in the first place. Oh no, I won't tell anyone. Oh well, she sent me down here. Oh okay. Well, how long have you been down here then? Oh, I don't know. It's been a long time. Send me down here. Lot a while ago. I got kind of bored. She said she'd come get me when she was done. She wasn't very happy with me. Oh, I'm sorry about that. That's not fun to have her be mad at you. Yeah, I'm, I'm not supposed to let people in here. And I accidentally let a few people in here. And she was like, I'll just handle it myself. Go downstairs and wait for me. And so I went downstairs and I waited for her and she never came back. Oh, I'm sorry, but... But you say she's fine up there, so... I think so. You said she sent you. Right, but it, it was... She talked to me in my mind, so, you know... She never talked to me in my mind. Roll a deception check. Okay. <laughs> Just wondering how far this would go. Natural 20. <laughs> Plus three as well. Well, I guess she's learned a few things in the years since she sent me down here. It's been a long time. Have you have you seen anybody else come down since you've been hiding in here? No, not since then. Okay. Why she want to get this thing up and running anyway? Well, I think it's She gonna- always liked it colder in here. I think it's going to help her with... I think she was wanting to open something or do... Uh, again, I'm n- not putting all the pieces of the puzzle oh, together. Did she so. finally figure out how to open it? I think so. <sighs> She's been trying to open that thing for as long as I can remember. It's part of the reason why she hired me. Oh, why did she hire you? Oh, to keep people out. Oh, right, right, right. And so did you, were you the one who, who, who broke these cogs off? And she's going to gesture to the cogs that Carhoon has. Oh, I mean, I, not intentionally. Of, of course, of course. Do you think that you could, would know where they go back in? Oh, <laughs> I'm no engineer. <laughs> do you mind if we try to keep, you know, do what we're supposed to do and put them back in? Did the mistress mention me? She mentioned that she's had a lot of good people working for her. She never called me good before. Well, I think... It, I mean, that's my interpretation. That doesn't sound a lot like her. That's kind of mean. That's my interpretation of what she meant, because she used, you know, like, scum working for her and stuff, but it's, she said it in, like, it meant the good way. You know, meant something as a positive. You know when you're rude to someone, but you're rude to them because you like them? I've never gotten that vibe off her. Well... Maybe she's mellowed. Uh, yeah, also, yeah. disembodied communication. There's not always the facial expression to go with something, so there's always kind of, kind of something lost in translation. Well, does she want me to go back up and uh, take my post again? I think she wants you to stay down here because she didn't mention you coming back upstairs, and I feel like if she had, she'd have specifically said that. What am I supposed to do down here? You're kicking me out of my house. Well, I mean. There's, there's lots of... Have you gone down downstairs? Oh, I'm not allowed down downstairs. Well... I'm really not allowed down here, either. Well, I know that there's, you know... She was just really angry at me. Why don't you stay here? We'll fix this cog. There's three of them, too. I didn't just let one person pass. I let three of them pass. I get distracted easily. I'm not the best guard. Well, that's okay, because they were... I mean, were they powerful seamen? Oh, I don't know. I didn't even notice them come in. Well, we all make mistakes. 
uh, that can, it can happen. So, you know, it's okay. And, you know, we just gotta, gotta learn from that going forward. And, uh, that'll, uh, exactly. Exactly what? Well, well, we all learn from our mistakes going forward, right? Well, I haven't learned much in a long time. Well, it's okay. So why don't you, uh, why don't you pop on out here and we will get this, get this thing back up and running. But I'm gonna be bored again. Well, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff over on that table that you could fiddle around with. A table? Isn't there a table? Like Mm. a little alcove with a bunch of little cogs and stuff? I'm not supposed to go by that table. Again, I'm not supposed to be down here. Well, she did say she did send you down here originally. Yeah, as a punishment. Right, but I think that you know, again, some years have passed, and I'm I'm sure that some forgiveness has started to get in there. So why don't you fiddle? (sighs) Brilda's not the forgiving type. Well, why don't you... I mean, she did send us down here to fix this. I've made mistakes in the past. She's never forgotten about them. So, if you don't... If we don't fix this, then we'll be in trouble. And we'll all be in trouble doubly. Yeah, I guess so. And you could even help us fix it. Or, or you know, sit in my shoulder or whatever and direct us to the places that, you know, you inadvertently, you know, maybe broke a little bit, and then that would actually help us do what she wants, which would then, you know, maybe if she's still a little mad, that would help her come around. Roll a persuasion check. 17. Well, if you don't think she'll be mad. I don't think so. She also doesn't have to know. I'm not very good at keeping secrets. Well, if you let us do the talking, then, you know. Ah. Okay. Um, the ice begins to crackle and creak. Oh my gosh. And sliding out of this large air pump, uh, it recoalesces into what looks like some sort of icy elemental or golem or something like that. Oh my gosh, that's adorable. How how big is it? Is it big? Uh, I'll call it large. Oh wow! Yeah, it's oh. it's sizable. Okay. It pops out and it says, "How did she find you anyway?" We she's were- the solitary type. Again, she brings friends back every now and then, but they never seem to. I don't know. They always seem kind of mousy, and what? then they they never lasted terribly long. Where where did she say she got these friends again? Cause oh, all right. about once a year she she'd say she's going on a business trip and she'd pop out for a a week or so and she'd come back with all these new friends and she'd keep them down in the basement. But then I didn't see him for too long after that. Did you ever see him leaving? Not that I can remember. Okay, maybe she has a a door a door out downstairs. Maybe. I mean, technically, I was born downstairs, so I kind of know the layout. I haven't seen any doors. Oh, okay. Well, did she ever mention where these friends came from? No, she always she didn't tell me much. Just okay. said she was going out and for me to not let anybody in. Okay. I was pretty good at it. Not too many people come up here anyway. Right. I mean, it's kind of kind of hard to find. Yeah, yeah. You could say that. I was kind of surprised when she showed up, to be honest. So were you here before, before she was? Yeah. So have you always, you always lived here? Yeah. Like, I was born downstairs. I mean, how were you born downstairs? Who who was your, your people who made you? 
oh, nobody made me. I just woke up one day and there were these little flashing lights all around me and I just kind of came up out of the floor. Oh, was it in a big kind of icy room with bunches of, you know, kind of looked like a frozen lake? Yeah, kind of like that. Okay, okay, that's so cool. And uh, Were there other creatures like you that woke up at that same time? Well, not from what I can remember. I've been alone for most of the time. That's why when she showed up, I mean, she was kind of mean, but she's the only companion I've ever had. Have you ever been outside of this place? Oh, no. She won't let me go outside either. Okay. And you've not seen anyone, you know, down here besides besides the mistress since in between the time that you were born and she came by? Well, except for those friends she'd, she'd bring down okay. about once a year. Okay. Do you remember how many friends she'd bring down usually? Ah, a couple, three okay. to five. They usually look like he does. He points to Carhoon. Oh, okay. And, and these three strangers that you accidentally let in, do you remember what they looked like? Well, they kind of look like him too. Do they have big, be a bit thinner. A bit big robe type of situation going on? Maybe. Again, I didn't get a good look at right. them because I didn't even notice when they walked in. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, she was not happy about that. Not happy at all. That's understandable. Understandable. Were you sleeping or something? Or uh, Like I said, I just get distracted yeah. pretty easily. Well, it is kind Pretty of, easily. I mean, if you'd yeah. be down here by yourself. I, I got a see. short attention yeah. span. Understandable. Understandable. Hmm. <sighs> Well, why don't you help us with this, uh, uh, this, this machine here, and then we'll, we'll get on with doing what we're supposed to do here. Okay. What do you need me to do? Well, you can point out where you think some of these cogs might go, because you saw them when they were all put together, so you would Mm. maybe have an idea of where they popped off from. I think that one, he points at a gear Carhoon is holding, Mm -hmm. goes there, and he points somewhere that it obviously should not go. Should not go. (laughs) You know, it's nice to have somebody to talk to, finally. It is nice to talk Again, to Again, those friends, friends, they didn't talk much. I don't think they were supposed to. I don't think we were supposed to talk to each other. But every time, they'd always just be like, help, let me out. They were really bad conversationalists. <laughs> Where would she uh, keep these friends? Downstairs in the basement. But sometimes they'd, you know, yell things as they were passing me by. <sighs> and do you know for how, how, how many years she did this for? Oh, my sense of time isn't great. I don't even know how long I've been asleep down here. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. Okay. So as they're talking, Octavia is going to try to put the cogs where they do seem to go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do I need to roll? Uh... Yeah, we'll have you roll. I mean, this is fixing stuff, so I'm going to say yeah. this is another uh, intelligence-based check. Okay. So you can roll. I don't think you're proficient in gears. <laughs> no. So we can just, you roll and add your constitution, and if Carhoon helps you. Constitution. Or sorry, why did I say constitution? Oh. Intelligence. Okay. Roll, add your intelligence modifier, no proficiency, but Carhoon can help you, because he is there too. If anything, I will want Carhoon to do it, and I will help him. Okay. Yeah, because Octavia will be like hovering over, you know, behind his shoulder, and he's like, maybe over there? Maybe over there? And it's, it's like when you're trying to hang a picture, and it's like, <laughs> what entire, two left? left? Exactly. Yeah. Ooh, that was super not great. That is a five, but can I five. help him? Yeah, if you're helping. That is a natural one. Ooh. I rolled a natural two the last time, and then I rolled a natural one. So I guess five is the top. So you roll a five total? Yeah. Yep. 
I've not been rolling well today. Oh, nice. hey, surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. Uh, with a five, it takes you guys a long time. Oh, you're not sure no. if it's just uh, you don't know. I mean, you're not familiar with this, and then you're not being a ton of help. You're like, oh, put 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 that there. And <laughs> yeah. he's just like, just, just, let, just let me do it. It's, uh, it doesn't go there. And Lyle's over there like, no, no, I think it goes over there. <laughs> right up there. Right, no, right there. Um, oh my gosh! What this comedy of errors? Yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty jolly group. But after a, a while, again, mm. several, probably several hours beating on this thing, trying to fit these pieces together, uh, you think Carhoon thinks he says, "I, I think it's operational, uh, at least to the best of our ability." Okay, well done. Thank you, thank you, Lyle, for all your help. It was so good to have met you. So what do I do now? Well, I think you should stay down here because that is that is what the mistress said to do, and she didn't say anything to the contrary, so I wouldn't want to do something she said not to do. But I'm so tired of being down here. Well, why don't I'm so bored. There's nothing to do here. Well, why don't you I mean, maybe There's nothing to maybe do. Maybe you could go downstairs. Cuz then at least you're not going I don't even have a deck of cards. I can't even play solitaire. Hey, you know what? Or Yahtzee. You know what? And, um, Octavia's gonna fish through her pack, and she's gonna be like, I don't have a lot of use for these since, since I'm kind of, I'm busy a lot, but I think that you could use these, and she's gonna give, uh, Lyle her set of bone dice. (sighs) Yeah! And then she's gonna teach him, teach it a game that I... Uh, local Moerian, like Ancillian. Single player dice rolling game. Yes. Oh. And you roll them, and then you try to get all of the num all of the numbers to be the same on all of the dice. Oh. Yeah. What happens when that happens? You win. Okay. <laughs> Grabs the dice and walks over to a corner and just starts like rolling. Yeah. Nope. Roll. Nope. And this set is like 15 dice. Dice. So okay. for them all to be the same so would take them a while. Take a very, hopefully, high. Yeah. Just every like five to 10 seconds, you're going to go, nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Ah, <laughs> uh, you think you may have distracted him for a little bit. Okay. You don't know how long it'll be before yeah, he gets bored, bored and starts, again. you know, looking for other stuff. Okay. But okay. For the time being. He's occupied. All right. So Octavia is going to kind of whisper to Carhoon and be like, we should go upstairs quickly while we can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And they'll do up to the stone furnace level. Okay. You get to the stone furnace level and you have the similar set out, this circular hub, a large stone furnace with some pipework leading to and from the floors above and below. And the doorways spread out on the back wall one of them being the warehouse mm-hmm. for these fire gems and then some you know scrap rooms and these stalls mm-hmm. and a storeroom uh, that is what you have what do you do all right well this is where we put the battery in right it's on this no, level the battery goes in the pump the battery power oh. oh okay so you can do that before you come up. Yes. Yeah, we'll put the... Yeah, you find a... There's... After the ice is cleared off and you have fixed it, you... There's... Uh, and from the notebook, there's a mm-hmm. clear little, like, thing where the, the crystal slots in. Yeah. yeah, basically. So you put it in okay. and it begins to uh, uh, sputter and oh, glow. Oh, wow. 
and the machine begins to chug slowly to life and churn the metal groaning as it hasn't moved in hundreds potentially of years after several moments of it you know you're not sure if it's going to shake itself Mm -hmm. apart and just explode or if it's actually going to work it starts churning rhythmically the gears turning the levers pumping and you get the sense that it is working awesome I'm just imagining the Beauty and the Beast, the machine in the bottom of the house, and yeah, they were kind of sputtering through. Poof, poof, yeah. Poof, poof. yeah, exactly. So, uh, all right, well, then we will um, trip upstairs after having done that. You go upstairs. Okay, and so looking and at... And you can feel oh, the airflow sort of oh, okay. pumping into the furnace and then out. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Looking at the furnace, do we see a place to put the, like, fire gems? Yeah, it's basically like, think of a wood stove mm-hmm, or a fireplace. Mm-hmm. You just kind of toss Open them in the bottom and-, and then close the, you know, ignite them, close the door. Like a giant, uh, like a you know, coal engine in a ship okay, where you yeah. shovel the stuff in. That makes sense. All aboard! Toot toot! <laughs> uh, Octavia fishes into her backpack and puts on her little black and white striped hat. <laughs> <laughs> Steamboat Carhoon. <laughs> oh, just like playing music and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Um, so Octavia and Carhoon will, I know they had a couple. Um, I think you each had two. Yeah. So how many does it seem like you need to throw in there? It depends. So the documentation you had found seemed to imply, you know, just a few, maybe three or four would be sufficient to heat. Uh, but you also get the sense that if you tossed up more in there, it would be a more intense heat okay. fire. Well, since so it we're just depends on to, how far you want to go. Yeah, well, since we're wanting to uh, assist us in trying to melt this magical ice, we're gonna we're gonna pump it up to sauna levels. Okay, how many do you put in? Um, three. Well, we'll say three is about normal. Okay. Does it seem like six would just be like obscene, or you have really no frame of reference to tell? Yeah. Octavia's like, let's let's put in six. Okay, you pop Double in it six. Do, 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 do. And so we have to drink this stuff to ignite these, huh? That's what it seems. Okay. Do you want to do it or do you want me to do it? Well, if something bad happens because of drinking it, I don't really want you to have to do this because we are here because of me. So I think I'll do it. Okay. Okay. So Octavia is going to, you know, stand in front of this, stand in front of this furnace, look at this goopy, viscous potion, and she's going to be like, well, here goes nothing, and down it. You drink the potion. Okay. You can feel a sort of bubbling in your innards, and you just get the instinctual sense that you know how to operate it, and... Should you desire, you can expend a gout of a flame. But I'm also going to make you roll a constitution okay. saving throw. Seven. I have not rolled higher than a ten today. Uh, you're going to take two points oh, of man. fire damage just as you feel like acid reflux almost. Mm-hmm, it's gross. just like burning in yeah. your tongue. Carhoon says, you... You're doing all right. You look a bit green in the face there. Yeah, this, this is definitely not not something I would do for fun, Oof. to say the least. So let's... 
let's get this on with. So. Sounds good. Um, she's gonna kind of like stagger over to close to the um, that door of the furnace mm-hmm. and just. <sighs> All right. All you, over the fire gems. You open your mouth and expend just a huge gout of orangish red with some tinges of blue flame. Oh, wild. That just burns intensely hot and engulfs these fire gems in the furnace. And as the fire hits them and covers them, you can see them all start to, you know, catch like a match mm. and all are start glowing in this corona of bluish white mm, flame that's so cool. that is burning extremely hot and even though you put six in they don't explode okay and like hurt you that was gonna be my, was gonna they, be my they potentially could yeah. have just sort of but uh they seem to burn relatively stably for okay. right now and the air that is being pumped into this you can see it picking up bits of mm, this mm-hmm. this heat that sort of refracting the the light and so giving everything that sort of wavy look mm. and carrying it along through the pipe up into the floor above. Okay. Okay, does it seem like we should put more in to kind of stoke it like a Yule log or I mean it's burning quite intensely. Okay. You okay. could toss more in should you wish if you want an even more intense more powerful flame. I you could- run the risk Putting yeah. more in of potentially the whole thing just overloading. Yeah, Octavia's gonna stand back and toss one more in. It launches in. The fire of the others ignites it, and it does not. Okay, explode on you. Okay, and um, she's gonna put some more. What? How is she? Does she still feel like she has all this rumbles in her tumbles? No, or? you're okay. It was basically a one-time one use thing. Okay. You have ejected it out of oh, your stomach. Did it burn the inside of her mouth or anything? Or? I mean, it's probably not a pleasant oh, feeling. I'm just imagining like the corners of her of her like mouth are like really, really dry. Like all of a sudden, like they're really chapped, just like all the moisture is like... Well, they probably got, already were because you've been in were. the frozen That's tundra for true. a long time. Yeah, so she's doubly, doubly needs some Blistex going mm-hmm. on here. Um, so she is... Um, going to make sure that both she and Carhoon have just two more of these in each of their pockets. Okay. Or, or you know, one in each pocket. Mm-hmm. Just in case. You never know. Sure. Um, and so is the place starting to feel like it's heating up already or how quickly uh, is this th- whole This thing room going? definitely is starting to feel warmer right. because it has a giant fire in the center of it, but you would have to go see what the other floors feel like. Okay. Uh, you know, the heating element mainly just goes up to the top floor. Right. For whatever reason, perhaps there was more heating on the lower levels that used to be there and were removed or you're not sure. Okay. Octavia's like, well, let's let's head upstairs and kind of see how stuff pans out and if it doesn't seem like the heat is circulating quickly or if it doesn't seem like it's doing anything, we can pop downstairs and put more gems on, I guess. Okay. So we're gonna trundle upstairs and see if anything is happening. All right. You trundle your way upstairs, mm-hmm. and you get into this top layer. You can see across the way there is the entrance with the uh, icy spikes mm-hmm. that you had initially come down from. You see these three headless skeletons of these elven mages mm-hmm. scattered across the floor, and in the center you see this large iceberg with hag and chest, chest. inside. 
And probably the, that box that we had shoved in there. The Oh, yeah, the flame skull box yeah. is just kind of sticking out of the side of it mm-hmm. at a weird jaunty angle. Very jaunty. And jaunty angle. <laughs> the pipe on the floor mm-hmm. that seems to be leading from the furnace that it was broken. Broken, right. It comes straight up and then makes like a 90 degree bend to run along the floor. The break is just like spewing... Like, if you've ever seen in video games when there's, like, a gas line and it's mm-hmm. got, like, a fire shooting yeah, out of yeah. it. It's basically one of those where there's Jeez. just, like, this hot blue flame just kind of oh, wow. shooting out of the end of it. Okay. So... Right now it is pointed towards the wall. Okay. And it's, like, next to the iceberg but pointing away from it. Is it... Is the room heating up The room already? is feeling warmer. Okay. Do we see any change in the ice? You don't. Okay. You don't right now. the The room is warming by several degrees, uh, but you think you would need uh, just raising the ambient temperature of the room might not be enough mm-hmm, to do mm-hmm. it. Right. I think we had figured that just raising the room wouldn't, in and of itself, do. It. I think we just thought we're like, well, it can only help type mm-hmm. of thing. Okay. Octavia is going to take a look at this pipe. Mm-hmm. Does it seem like there's any way that we can rotate it? So, roll a roll an investigation check. Okay. Can we both? Sure. <laughs> Thanks. Octavia rolls a two. Carhoon rolls a ooh natural nineteen for a total of twenty-two. Well, I don't know if it's a hundred percent rotatable. I think I might be able to. If I had some way to grip it, bend it so it's facing a different direction, or if that doesn't seem like a great option, we could always just try to break it further oh, that's so a the good flame idea. is spitting a, a different direction. Why don't do we want to try to use this hammer again and and at that um that juncture where it turns that ninety degree angle? Do we want to try to break it there? Because then it would be even closer to the ice and spewing straight up. That's not a bad idea, yeah. Okay, sounds good. And I imagine this hammer to be like a very tiny, like, jeweler's hand ha- hammer for some reason. Just to be like a ding, ding, ding. Like a very delicate <laughs> type of... It probably I mean, it's a, a, I think I described it as a sledgehammer. Oh, right, oh yeah. yeah. But it's, just, but that's it's funny, funny for it to just be like, tiny. And so, well, it makes more sense with a sledgehammer to take it to this uh, to this juncture of this pipe. So where are you trying to redirect it? Are you trying to bust a new hole in it? Or are you trying to, like, hammer, like, if you were hammering a bent nail to make it bend a different direction? I mean, which seems more plausible? Like, does it seem, you oh, know, thinking of the bended plausible. nail thing, do you, does it seem like it would be easier to break it at that juncture or just bend it up? They both seem about the same amount of plausible. Oh, okay. We'll just try to break it at the juncture then. Okay. Um, and I'm going to have Carhoon do this, just because he's so much stronger he's than strong I. strong boy. Roll an attack. Okay. Plus strength? Mm-hmm. You can add his proficiency, too, because I'm counting this as, like, a oh, weapon, um, and I'm pretty sure he's proficient with all weapons. Yeah. Yeah, so he's just trying to break it mm-hmm. at this juncture. Uh, roll damage. 12? Uh, I'm not going to look up the weapon, so I'm just going to call it a d6 okay. for right now. Four again. Four. And his strength is a five? Correct. So, uh, yeah, with a couple good hits, bang, 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 he 
crumples the open part and sort of forces a new hole in the side of it. And a new gout of flame starts shooting out of the side, more directly up and slightly in the angle toward the icy bird. Nice, 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 nice. Does this fire seem magical because it was in, ignited by this potion and it's being fueled by these gems? You get the sense that, okay. yeah, it's, it's an innately magic Sweet. flame. Sweet. <laughs> so now that the fire is being more redirected directly onto this flame, uh, sorry, onto the iceberg, does it seem to be having a bit more of an effect? Ye- yes. Okay. So from the gout of flame, it's going to melt lopsided but you can see it beginning to make a little bit of headway okay Uh, you see it starting to melt away bits of the ice you see the ice beginning to melt a bit beginning to regenerate as it's melting but these two forces are working against each other and eventually they'll probably meet in some sort of equilibrium where uh, one of them might uh, be the dominant force okay and where is the chest in conjunction to the melty bits? So the chest is on the floor. It's right. just about in the center of okay. this iceberg, and the hag is sort of standing over top of it. Okay. Does there seem to be any way that we could melt a path to the chest without releasing the hag? With the imprecision of this gout of flame, it seems possible, but okay. difficult. Okay. Hmm. So you get the sense that the fire is making progress on melting this iceberg, but okay. that it will just take some time. time. Okay. And this hammer doesn't work on anything that's not that it that is magical. Is that correct? It just or or it can only be on objects that aren't being worn. Or what's the scoop with the adamantine again? It's just good at destroying objects. Okay. Would this ice count as an object? Um, it would be helpful at chipping away. I mean, if if. Carhoon and Octavia will take turns kind of swinging at the ice sure. just as it's as it's being melted to again kind of kind of like what they were planning on doing with the uh, with the cogs mm-hmm. you know as it's melting swinging at it where it's weakened etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah that that would probably speed things up okay perfect do we need to roll for that or um let's just roll a cumulative we'll have you roll one and Carhoon roll one okay. just roll a strength check I'm like what dice do I use <laughs> Uh, Carhoon rolls a 11. Okay. And uh, I roll a 17. 17 and 11. One time, Octavia's like, I got this. (laughs) She's tired of being cold. Yeah. She had eaten a bunch of spinach. You guys take turns whacking at this giant pillar of ice encasing Mm -hmm. these two things. And you start making progress. You're hacking off big chunks of ice and it starts to regenerate but it it doesn't get all the way done before the magical flame counteracts the regenerative ability of this ice so you are slowly chipping away chipping away making good progress awesome uh it takes uh again a while the going is slow because even though you are making good progress and taking big chunks off these chunks are about like halfway reforming before Uh, they're stopped. So you're definitely making some lopsided progress getting towards uh, uncovering the chest. Unfortunately, because it's not imprecise, you're having a more difficult time targeting one specific section. Okay. So it looks like just the whole thing is sort of evenly being weakened from one side. 
So it seems like we're still gonna we're gonna hit the hag some. Since they're so close together, yeah. it's likely okay that that is very very possible. Okay, as we're getting closer to the hag, can we tell if she's alive? You can roll another perception check. Yeah, sixteen, or I mean, Karkin can roll as well. Yeah, we'll just have you. Okay. Like as the light is getting closer to its eyeballs, are like they dilating or anything? Like, I say with the sixteen, it's still really difficult to okay. tell. Okay. Especially because you're trying to look through a flame, <laughs> flame and a giant ice, flame and shards of ice <laughs> that you're breaking off at odd angles. So everything's getting sort of refracting. Yeah, and, and I mean, this would be such a cool, just like this image of this fire, just you know, gouting at this iceberg <laughs> and this. Hammer, you know, mm-hmm. striking down. It'd be very dynamic in my mind's mm-hmm. eye. Both of you roll constitution saving throws. Okay. Octavia rolls a non-natural 20. Okay. And Carhoon rolls a natural 1. Okay. For a total of 3. Oh, uh, I know. So I'm you've been you've somehow. been doing well at this chucking away the ice because you're working and it's slow going. Uh, you save, but Carhoon is going to take one level of exhaustion. Oh no! It is hot because you're working around this very intense flame. You've gone from incredibly cold to incredibly hot in a very short time, and you're both taking turns swinging this heavy sledgehammer. Mm-hmm. With all your might for extended periods of time. Okay, and what exactly does that mean? One level of exhaustion isn't terrible. Okay. You just have disadvantage on all ability checks. Jeez. But that does not... That's not attack rolls. That's only ability checks. Okay. It does kind of make sense because, you know, Octavia is a, you know, merchant, work kind of more working class than he's a scholar. So mm-hmm. it makes sense that she's like, gotta keep yeah. on, keep it on. And he's like, oh. Carhoon is a sprinter, not a marathon. Yeah, exactly, right? exactly. Okay. So you guys continue making this work after another, say, about a half hour mm-hmm. of chipping away at this ice. What's your, both of your passive perceptions? Octavia's is 15, um, and Carhoon's is, I'm sorry, it's 8 plus... It's just 10 plus your wisdom. Oh, just... Or 10 plus your per, uh, perception bonus. Oh, um, Octavia's is 16 then. Okay. And Carhoon's would be 13. 13. Okay. As your... Which one of you is wielding the hammer right now? Um, probably uh, Octavia, because after figuring... After Carhoon kind of, you know, was starting to really breathe heavily yeah. and, you know, like kind of got a stitch in his side, she's like, oh, I, I can I can take this over, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm wiry, and so she'll yeah. just keep on keeping on at okay. it. So as you are hammering this ice around the hag, you can see some cracks start to form, and oh, just dear. like the slightest... Twinge oh, no. of movement. Oh no! And after a brief moment, the rest of the ice just sort of shatters ah! and breaks apart. Ah! And you're standing face to face with this <gasps> eight foot tall, oh blue, warty skinned oh hag with gosh. these flowing white hair who finishes off. It's almost like she got froze in the middle of a scream. And, and as soon as the ice shatters, uh. you just hear the end of a. And then she looks around and is still for a moment and she's very confused. And then she locks eyes with you and she says, well, 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 it's been quite some time, I suppose. Who might you be, my little friend? 
My name's Octavia, ma'am. This is Carhoon. We just freed you from this ice. Yes. I suppose I should thank you. It's no, neither here nor there. But I am also no fool. You don't look like the types to free an old hag like me and just let me walk free. So I guess that brings us to the question. What are we going to do now? I mean... I have no animus towards you, so you can I, you can go if you'd like. I don't mean to keep you here. Hmm. Well, I would very much like to leave, but I don't think I want to leave without getting what I came here for in the first place. And she looks at the chest. Then she looks back at you. Mm-hmm. I think we both may have come here for a similar reason. We might have. So I guess I must ask again. What are we going to do about this? And we will find out <laughs> on the next episode. <laughs> no, I want to figure Well, actually, I need some time to figure out what to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> but hey, we got face taken care of. Yay. Oh my goodness. Shall I take us out, my mm-hmm. love? All right. <clears throat> Thank you all so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please write, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or your preferred podcasting app. Getting reviews is a really great way for us to reach more people with our game and with our story. And another great way for us to grow is by you sharing us with your friends. So please tell your RPG group about us, your colleagues who might be interested, and anyone else who you think might want to listen to our show. You can get in touch with us on social media. We're active on Twitter and Instagram, and our handle is at and a die podcast. A quick reminder that you can submit critical fails and critical successes through our email address at me, my spouse, and a die at gmail.com or through our website, me, my spouse, and a die.com, uh, where you can give us something interesting that can happen if one of us rolls a critical success or a critical fail. And we'll read your name out on the show and it'll have. Um, a way for you to actually have a, have a have an effect on our story as it goes. Again, thank you all so much for listening. We all appreciate all of the words that we hear on all of the media that you guys send back to us. And we couldn't do this without y'all. Catch y'all next week. <laughs> <laughs>